The Florida Panthers on Thursday night set multiple franchise records in route to their 9-5 to win over the Montreal Canadiens. On today's edition of the show, we'll talk about the multiple franchise records, the Panthers falling behind early, and then blitzing the Canadians once again on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, March 17th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and send in your screenshot of your subscription and your five-star rating and send it over to me on Twitter, or email it to me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs game on April 10th. Best of luck, everybody. So the Cats, they blitz on the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, we if you listen to Thursday's episode, we spoke all about how the Florida Panthers have owned the season series for for them over the Habs. I mean, seven goals in the fir- first one, six goals in the in the other. And, but the Panthers, they just went up another notch, scoring nine goals, including a seven-goal first period, which is a franchise record for the Florida Panthers. And the We Want 10 chance started early. We didn't get 10. But more importantly, the Florida Panthers got the most important thing, two points and still two games in hand on the New York Islanders. And, but it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means Nick Fairbanks is back on the show and discussing a win for the Florida Panthers. Nick, welcome back to the show. We want 10. That, that should just be the show title. Um, Florida uh, definitely came out and prove themselves uh whether falling behind or unfortunately having some bad bounces uh but definitely show that you know they can you know play up and uh, win games that they should but it's good to be back it's good to be back on another winning uh friday and i uh, can't wait to get the show started yeah man and and we think about how the panthers fell behind early i mean 16 seconds in uh mike matheson uh shoots from um from the Left circle beats Sergey Bobrovsky far side, one that we think that uh, Sergey Bobrovsky would want back. And the the second one where uh, Bobrovsky was uh, screened uh, by by uh, Mark Mark Stahl uh, on that one. And then, but the but the Panthers even both times, uh, e- even both times when the first one where Habs had the lead, the Panthers came came back like just two minutes later, uh, which which. Beautiful forechecking by by Nick Cousins and 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 all that to to get the puck and then just backhanded to Colin White driving into driving to the net and then the 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 second goal, like we said, screened by Mark Stahl, but that was when the Panthers had the lead, easy zone entry for Carver Hagee and then but then the 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 Panthers just 
continue to just score score goals in bunches but this is something that we've never seen before i mean you think about just five goals in 10 minutes at one point their shooting percentage was 50 percent. i mean the habs their shooting percentage was 100 with (laughs) scoring uh three goals on three shots this isn't the best single game save percentage for sergey bobrovsky but but still the panthers just blitzing the habs i mean and they were doing it cleanly too where the panthers were pinning up against the boards the also the montreal canadians on one of the goals i believe it was the ekblad goal it was a failed zone exit for them that they just that i believe it was jonathan Druen that just gets the puck out of the zone and passes it to no man's land and then the panthers have extended zone time for for them man i, I want to get i just want to get your thoughts about that first period about how the panthers were just in in on the action and just an offensive explosion in that first period. So that first period is something that we'll probably likely never see again, um, especially with the types of bounces. I mean, not only did Florida set a franchise record for, you know, scoring seven goals in the first period, but, you know, both teams scored 10 goals, which is ridiculous. I mean, um, it makes you wonder if there was any defense being played, if the goalies were even, you know, there. Um, you know, I kind of feel bad for Bob because I feel like first two out of three goals that were scored against him, he really had no chance. Mm. Um, the Matheson one, he definitely wanted back, but Matheson, that, that was perfect placement. It was a perfect shot. He had mm. enough velocity on it and everything. Um, you know, Bob just got beat. So whatever. I mean, just not a fortunate time when he got beat, but, um, you have the other two goals that just, you know, they were just weird bounces. And, um, you know, that's what this game was about in the first, you know, probably I would say 30 minutes is that weird bounces, just pucks being on net and just going in, um, uh, for Hagee, um, you know, his second goal was just basically throwing a rebound right off of, uh, I think it went off of Matheson and right into the goal behind, um, Allen. Um, so it just seemed like what, whatever Florida was throwing at the net, it was going in, which is something that you know coaches try to preach like throw the puck on net good things happen but it just always seems like this team has always been snake bitten about trying to throw the puck into the net it was either blocked or uh it just wouldn't make it and you know they get rewarded for it you know against um you know unfortunate you know lottery team in montreal yeah the the the, the second verhage goal was a, a a shot that was off the end boards and then uh verhage backhands it uh past mm-hmm. uh past uh, Jake Allen and let's also consider that the the Habs pulled Sam Montebo after the first three goals then go back to Jake Allen they scored uh six more there <laughs> and then Montebo's back and he doesn't give up a goal after after that Cra- crazy to think and just the different types of goals that were scored too Gudis's shot is deflected off of Lomberg and in um after a scuffle in the Panthers zone Sam Reinhardt leads a rush and then a sharp angle shot that beats uh uh beats Jake Allen as well. But I want to ask you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my answer after you give yours. When did you think that the Florida Panthers had full control of this game? Probably after probably goal six. Goal six. To be honest, yeah, goal six, just because we've seen this team this year. Um, you know, they've given up three goal leads, two goal leads, and two goal leads this season. He happened to be the worst lead to have. And I think once they put the sixth goal in, uh, I think it was Reinhardt's goal, actually. 
the one where he just beat yes. the whistle. Um, yeah. I think that was just the tide right there. I think the game was over after that. It's just how do you come back from that? I I I, I that's a very valid point. Mine would be the X, the first X black goal where he just throws something to the net. It's kind of like a knuckleball uh, to, to towards the net and and from the right face off circle and beats uh, Jake Allen short side. And it's just, you see Aaron Ekblad going to the bench after that goal, just kind of like saying, I don't know how I scored that, but Hey, uh, <laughs> they, they, they got the, they got the goal there. And uh, they, they pointed out in the broadcast, no penalties, no broken sticks as well. So <laughs> it was, it was very positionally sound and the Panthers didn't get their, their first penalty until, uh the the third period the third period is as well so just a great showing and for for the panthers and just we could go on and on and on about just the this first period uh talk, talking about it as well so it's franchise record man just incre- incredible uh for for uh to 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 witness this they are one of five teams since 2000 to score seven goals in a period it, just amazing just mm-hmm. in- incredible what uh what what that that we witness history there on on thursday night but we're going to transition over to segment number two we're going to talk more about this game talk about more than just a franchise record in goals for a period and just talk about more of the point streak that the florida panthers are currently on we're going to discuss that next year on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And we're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line, point scores, to three strain. Plus, FanDuel lets you um, combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance on your first sweat, no first no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment with Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment number two here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is another victory Friday here on the show. And just more more things to talk about as far as this game i mean the the second the second and the second and third line combined goals for and goals against at 5 on 5 five nothing compared to um when when you combine those two lines together and we even saw it on the la- final power play how maurice rewarded the mm-hmm. the stall line and, and getting them on on the on on the power play we saw nick suzuki get a cross check and then hitting the referee in the face as well um but that those two lines combined the middle six just incredible tonight matthew kachuk with his third straight three-point game and now matthew kachuk is one of only five panthers to score 90 points in a season featuring Pavel Bure, your boy Nick. Yeah. Sasha Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, and Oli Okinen. Mm-hmm. What 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 a what a group to be a part of for Matthew Kachuk and another three points on the night as well. And here's also another franchise record, Nick. The most goals in a three game span against a single team. 
Now the Florida Panthers have 22 against the Montreal Canadiens. You, you do some quick math. That's just over seven goals a game uh, <laughs> uh, in the three matchups. Their previous franchise record was against the Columbus Blue Jackets with 20. I, I forget which year the broadcast pointed out, but I didn't see the year. Eight power play goals. Eight of 18. That's 44% against the Habs. Uh, Aaron Eckblad got two goals, including one on the power play, which was a beautiful beauty of a setup by Matthew Kachuk from uh, from the trapezoid. Bounces off Montour, mm-hmm. gets it, um, and then Eckblad cleans it up. Still no Panthers defenseman has never gotten a hat trick. Still. Um, Aaron Eckblad had, had his chance. But man, let, let's just talk about the franchise records for this team and just about how the Florida Panthers are just heating up at the right time as we got we saw a little bit of help from the scoreboard watch with I was dual casting some more games today. I was mm-hmm. dual casting New York Rangers versus Pittsburgh Penguins, which the Rangers won. And I, I checked in the final few minutes of Ottawa, Colorado, which Ottawa is looking to be out of the race. But just the records, the scoreboard watch, the Panthers heating up, Matthew Kachuk, the floor is yours. It's all coming together, and uh, you know you, you got to win the games that you're expected to win. Um, I know that the game started off shaky. You know, it was just trading chances and trading goals back and forth. But you know, um, you know, you need to find a way to win those kind of games, and you know, you need efforts from your best players. And you know, we had wondered. I, I honestly asked this last week. You know, where's Matthew Tuchuk? And here he is. You know, three straight games with three points, and uh, you know, he's only behind maybe Drysital and. Uh, McDavid for the amount of three-point games that they had. I think McDavid's had a ridiculous 19 games, which, you know, at the end of the season, he could hit 25 or more, um, which is amazing. But, you know, to get back to Florida, um, they've had some scoreboard help over the last couple of days, which finally it's starting to break their way. They're winning games um, or they're getting points, which, as you mentioned before, they have points in five straight games. So, um, would they have liked to have gotten an extra point maybe, you know, um, you know, against uh, Winnipeg because they came back and they kind of deserved to win that game? Of course. But, you know, I said it best, you know, I did not expect to win that game. Um, Winnipeg plays a big game. They have a lot of big players. Uh, you know, they play a physical game. Florida doesn't. They're more of a finesse team. They have a lot of skill. Um, they cannot work you, but, you know, Winnipeg is just one of those teams that you're not going to be able to do that to. And the fact that they're able to come back and that they've been able to show this resiliency over the last couple of weeks when they couldn't at all. I mean, think about how many games it took them to actually try to come back from two or three goals down to win a game. I mean, it was like every other night last season. This season, it took about 50, 60 games, which is it's a long time. But, you know, going back to my first point that, you know, you need your best players to be the best players. Matthew Chuck is showing up at the most crucial times right now. And, you know, I hope he keeps it rolling and going on to the next couple. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to definitely need him uh, down the stretch more, more importantly. And Carter Hagee, uh, let's talk about him uh, for a second. Gets uh, two uh, on, on the night, 34 goals, uh, he could he could possibly hit 40 goals damn and <laughs> and and they and they got him for for nothing um and but he spoke after the game about following the system and getting used to the system and it was tiresome talking about it at the beginning of the season when the panthers weren't winning 
and the fact that they were falling as much as 11 points behind the standings and and we keep talking about oh what what is the system what what is the system they're following that they're that these players are talking about because it's not resulting in wins i think we're seeing the fruits of that labor now for sure it's called patience and it's called you know buying into the plan and really just working the program um you know verhage ever since he's come to florida has been a flashy player he's always been able to put the puck in the back of the net not as good as he has this season um i would say last season he was more um of a goal scorer you know in the moment that it was needed i mean look at the first round against the capitals i mean he he, he scored timely goals that kept him in it and even won the series for them uh so i'm very happy to see him continue his progression because as you said, he can hit 40 goals. And if you can do that, then his next contract, you know, I, I hope Florida can afford it. Um, but at the same time, that's somebody you want on this team. You you want somebody who's willing to be in the dirty areas, who's got a wicked wrister, and who plays the game the right way. And I've never heard a complaint come out of the guy, to be honest with you. He, he's come from different systems. He's played his way up through every single level. And to where he is now, I'm just, I'm happy for him. And I'm glad to hear him say like, Hey, we're buying into the system and it's now all coming together. Yeah. And, and you also think about how it's, it's happening mostly at even strength too, where, where he, he has uh, his, of his 34 goals, only six of them are on the power play. He's got more power play time. Also, due to circumstances, Aaron Eckblad getting hurt and not being allowed back on the ice on Saturday against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. In comes Gardner Hagee gets uh they get an they get a goal on Saturday. And even though and let's give Aaron Eckblad credit for scoring on the power play there, but also for Verhage as well, getting some more of of that of that time uh, and getting getting um, the the practice time there too because. I think you you give a diff, a little bit of a different dimension when putting Carter Hagee there. Of course, he's a left-handed shot. Ekblad's um, Ekblad is not as fast. Doesn't have as much of a of a of a wrister as as Verhage does. I, I Ekblad's of course more effective on the one timer and, and and all, and and just the the opportunity has been there. And and credit to Maurice for also recognizing that too. Definitely. I, I mean, I, I will say I think he's also been underutilized on the power play. You know, I think the emphasis is always on Barkov. You're going to be looking at Ekblad down in the slot um, or even up top for a one-timer. Um, you know, I think they are trying to, you know, give everything to Chuck uh, below the red line and then give it to Reinhardt. But I think if Verhege was given an actual legit shot, um, he could probably – score maybe 10 15 power play goals a season um i think he's that good he's got that good of a shot i just i i i just think that they're trying to balance out the lines a little bit more and not stress players or stress everybody out as much no no doubt and and honestly with with this part of the schedule now uh you don't have as much practice time as 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 you used to with now during this these last 14 games you only have a two-day gap in between games two times the rest of the way mm-hmm. so it's full full speed ahead for this uh panthers team and just uh as after it's crazy we spoke about how 
for a whole calendar month. They don't leave the state of Florida. And Saturday will be their last game of their very long seven-game homestand, which has been very successful for the this Panthers team. So that's a good way to transition over to segment number three, where we'll talk about where where they were where they were a few weeks ago to where they are now with with the at the beginning of the homestand to now and prepare as well for the New Jersey Devils. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. The Florida Panthers coming out with a nine to five beating of the Montreal Canadiens with still one game left against the Habs uh, just in just over a week uh, where when the Panthers go on a Eastern Canadian trip. So Nick, the Panthers don't play another Western conference team uh, this season. Every single game is in the Eastern time zone. Panthers have played uh, as far as Eastern conference team. The majority of their wins have come against the division, which is a plus uh, for Mm -hmm. this team. But let's just talk about just the last month that the Panthers were at home, which was we we knew that the Panthers were having a a had play night and day sometimes when it comes to home versus road. Now their home record stands at 20, 10 and four for 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 the Panthers. So great. Um, so great, great home record for for them. But of course, starting off with. The, and, and the first game of that was a, a, a little bit of a trap game against the Anaheim Ducks. Of course, we had that funeral-sounding podcast um, when the Panthers lost to the Sabres. It, it, for me, at the time, it felt like it was over, but you, that, that's why you can't uh, count this team out um, then. And, of course, the one game against Tampa Bay and then the, the seven straight games. Now they're 4-1-1 one one in, the, in, in the seven-game homestand um, with – five games with excuse me one game to go against the New Jersey Devils just when you think about whether or not the Panthers make the playoffs and whether you think about how close this race is we are going to remember certain segments of the season of course pre-all-star break we spoke about Alex Lyon and how and how his uh, starts helped the Panthers uh, get through weathered some storms but then we that but then you look at this segment of the schedule where the Panthers just in important stretches and you think about how it, it wasn't favorable early with so many away games but then you take care of business at home you, you FLA Live Arena buzzing again as the we want 10 chance were raining on <laughs> early and what an opportunity for them to finish on a high note on set on Saturday night day night as the New Jersey Devils come for the for for the third and final matchup between these two teams. So I know every game going forward is a must win game, but I really do think in order to set the tone for uh, going on the road, they need to win on Saturday. They need to beat one of the top teams in the East. And on top of that, they got to beat their former coach and Andrew Burnett. Um, I think if Florida wants to test their medal and show that they you know, and prove that they belong with all the playoff teams, they need to beat New Jersey on Saturday. And the way that they're playing right now, um, as long as they're not giving up five goals, you know, a game like they have the last two games, I think, uh, you know, the game favors them. But, you know, going back to your point of, you know, where was this team about a month ago, um, you know, with this long home stretch coming up, 
this has been the most crucial part of their schedule. You know, there's a difference between having an okay and good, um, you know, homestand, which they're having a good one right now, four one and one. But Saturday is going to separate it for an admit being a good one, possibly versus being great. four two and one. Yes, versus great being five one and one, and then being possibly a point out from both Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Um, you know, with a game in hand still on the Islanders. So um, they need to come out and play. They need to be able to show that they belong, as I said. But, you know, it it kind of, you know, puts things into perspective that, you know, the team really needed to get healthy. They really needed to kind of string some things together in order to prove themselves. And I think we're seeing that now, uh, whereas early in the season – they weren't healthy at all. They, they didn't get consistent goaltending. Um, as you said, you know, like Lyon had to come in and actually kind of solidify the position a little bit. Um, even though he wasn't, you know, lights out, he provided something that the team didn't have, um, which, Hey, we're going to see him on this road trip because there are some back-to-backs coming. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, but it's encouraging to see where they're at right now. And, you know, I just hope they don't break our hearts. I mean, that's, I'm going to knock on wood right now um, as a lifelong Pathers fan, or I should say since 99, um, it just seems like that's their MO. They always come up short, but I think after tonight's game with how weird things were and how like the bounces were and everything, it just feels different. I, I honestly think that they could do something now um, and that they believe in each other. Yeah. And you see a little bit of a different pep in their step when mm-hmm. they get, go on the ice and and even even Anthony Duclair his presence on the ice getting the chances i mean it, it it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't gotten into actual goals on the on the score sheet but if you're watching the games and you see how he moves and he's getting in front of the net you're seeing that it's it, it's it's getting there for for duke and he's he's making a difference and with him even being on that top line the the fact that you can keep that second line together is is very crucial and we think about uh pittsburgh uh just this week they're facing the rangers three times this week they they yeah. they beat they lost <laughs> they they beat uh the rangers yeah. in overtime on sunday lost against the uh, lost uh to them tonight and then they play a nationally televised game on saturday night so panthers play at six they're they're the final horn will go off as as the as that game will be in the first period so if you want to um flip channels or even dual screen it uh which is likely what i'm doing this is dual screen season uh as far (laughs) as as far as uh, sports watching uh but with with that going on and then just a few hours later before the islanders take the ice they're they're playing a 10 30 puck drop in san jose i'm not counting on the sharks to uh beat them as they are just a few points away from the highest odds in the lottery as uh, Columbus is losing for nothing right now against the LA Kings. Uh, but you just look at that as well and just opportunity after opportunity. But also let's talk about the, just the season series for the Panthers and the devils. They played twice in a, a few day span. Of course, we all know what happened with Sasha Barkoff and Nico Heizer on the face off. Um, mm-hmm. in in the first game, and then Matthew Kachuk going after uh, after after the Devils when the final horn hit hit. Um, the second one was nationally televised game on TNT, so everybody got to see uh, what happened at the end. And of course, the conversation was all what happened a few days 
before. But the Panthers got had the lead in that second game, uh, going into the third period, and just the 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 and the New New Jersey Devils just uh, I believe they scored three uh, third period goals to to break that break it away. But that's a different Panthers team uh, from December to 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 now. So I I I don't know if so much time has passed that we won't get any major antics in in the game or whether these teams are just too focused and they're trying to to just solidify playoff position because the New Jersey Devils beat the Carolina Hurricanes just a few days ago. They're still fighting for the division and they got uh-huh. Timo Meyer in, in a trade in which which a lot including myself feel like they fleeced the San Jose Sharks in in that in in that trade. But they're they're a different team too as far as uh what what they bring to the table. Most definitely and you know to go to your point, you know, if there's going to be antics or anything that's going on, I mean, we have Matthew Tuchuk. Are there mm-hmm. antics or anything that possibly could be happening at any game at any point? I I, I would I would 100% say yes. But, I mean, is it going to be going towards Nico Heischer? Not necessarily. Um, you know, I think that's pretty much done. Um, was Barkoff hurt because of it? I don't know. I mean, Barkoff says no. It has nothing to do with it or it was an accident. Um, so, I think that's over with. I think it's going to, you know, come down to each team wanting to play their own game and actually wanting to either, one, get closer to their uh, playoff uh, berth or secondly, trying to get that wild card and everything. So um, I expect a good game. Um, hopefully Bob has gotten the whatever happened to him the last two games um, out of him, and he uh, stands on his head or at least puts on a um, you know a good show uh, to give the chan- team a chance to win because, you know, the Devils, they got some weapons, and they got everybody scoring right now. And um, – that's one team I would definitely look out for. If, you know, the top tier teams like Carolina or let's say Boston get knocked out in the first round, I think the Devils may be the new favorite. The Carolina Hurricanes don't have Andre Shvechnikov now. So nope. that's that's probably their biggest playmaker. So that is their biggest playmaker. Mm-hmm. So if if wildcard if wildcard won uh, excuse me, if wildcard won goes up against the Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh, that that will be that will be one one matchup to to watch. But and I do Looking think like that Pittsburgh more than likely. Uh <laughs> which uh but also the the New Jersey Devils could also be that team. I, I mean, a lot of them we've talked about off camera how we we kind of view them as this year's version of the Panthers like high scoring offense, uh questionable uh goaltending with which Van, v- Vitek Vanacek uh, was questionable on whether he was going to be the main starter or not, or whether it was going to be Blackwood. But uh, right now, Blackwood's not even uh, playing uh, right now for the for the mm-hmm. Devils. And I mean, Vitek Vanacek, nine hundred eight save percentage, three shutouts, two fifty two. Uh, Bobrovsky uh, before tonight, uh, before tonight had his uh, GAA under two. It went back up over three uh, tonight uh, based on uh, this game <laughs> as well, but he's he's getting, he, Bob's getting to the point where he's uh, he's uh, get, getting it getting it together. I mean, the, the broadcast also spoke about Bob's save percentage, how it's the third best since January 1 behind Linus Allmark and Ilya Sorokin. So mm-hmm. this current stretch of Sergey Bobrovsky as far as save percentage goes isn't the best, but I'm going to 
I'm going to use that sample size from the first two and a half months of Sergey Bobrovsky and also considering that he's, he has a big workload going for him right now, which is why you, we, we, we need to see Alex Lyon possibly start uh, one, of these, uh, one of these games in the back-to-back. I'm leaning towards it being against the Flyers on Tuesday. Yeah, and you hope so, but, you know, I, I just hope Bob doesn't, you know, feel that he's burned out right now. Um, you know, I, the Jets game was – we kind of knew what that was going to be. Uh, this game a little bit, like I said, I think there's a few of the goals that I'm not going to fault him for. You know, like I said, the Matheson shot was just too perfect. Um, and then the third goal – I mean, second goal, he was screened by Mark Stahl. I had no idea. And the third goal was just a weird – bounce like the guy I think like stopped in a skate and then just kind of just chucked it and yeah and then there was a a deflection off of that like even a beer league goalie wouldn't know what the hell to do with that so um I mean Bob's been great and I just hope that at this point in his career he's not getting burned out that he wants to be in every single game that he wants to make a difference and he wants to be the guy that's called every single game because he's that important to this team right now, whether people want to believe it or not. Um, if it wasn't for his resurgence from January 1st, this team wouldn't be where they are right now. No, sir. No, And and got to give uh, Sergey Borovsky, the 10 million man, his, his roses regardless of, <laughs> of whether what the stat sheet shows. In, in the in the last three games that that's for sure you could expect the you could expect him between the pipes of course once again on saturday night and of course uh the the first game of the back-to-back that that that's for sure uh of course with uh alex lyon getting some reps right before he is expected to start but of course things can change for now until then the panthers still have one game to take care of business where they're uh they're welcoming in jack hughes nico heiser Dougie Hamilton, Timo Meyer, and, and the group all, all to South Florida on, on Saturday. Uh, and it, it's going to be a, a good opportunity to uh, end the homestand on a, on a great tone. Hopefully we are talking about 5-1-1 one, one homestand right before the Florida Panthers uh, go on, on, a, uh, ro- ro- on a quick road trip. Start starting next Monday and Tuesday. But Nick, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thank you for having me on again for another Fairbanks Victorious Friday. Um, I can only hope that the Devils find their way down here and uh, take in spring break on Fort Lauderdale uh, on Friday night. That way, the Panthers, uh, you know, will have an easier time with them. But, you know, with that being said, uh, everybody can follow me at Prudentious Zero. I look forward to the uh, fan commentary and just seeing what everybody thinks about how Florida's played since January. And, um, you know, what are we looking forward to for the rest of the season and what could we look forward to in the offseason possibly as well? So thank you again. Thank thank you so much, Nick, and and I'll see you next Friday. See you next Friday. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden. And 
Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day. Game to game NHL. Every moment, every top score, game to game NHL has it covered. Make sure to follow Locked On Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.